Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. No, you're not David. What are you talking about? That's stupid. We don't have a David. God, this uh, podcast is stupid. Why aren't I just playing World of Warcraft now? I'm going. There's a hockey game on. I could I could be watching that instead of dealing with you three dicks. Uh, <laughs> would you stop shouting? I have to edit all this crap later. Gosh, damn it. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We've, we've been plagued with hate. Yes, my, my eyes, these eyes of mine are glowing red. And, and it all started when we welcomed a wolf in the fold. Dun dun! Surprisingly, nothing is... to do with savage or noble. No. Yeah. It, it, it kind of deals with the guy who used to be a wolf but isn't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. He's the metaphorical wolf. I suppose. <laughs> So yeah, this first aired March 8th, 2000, uh, written by Bryn Chandler-Reeves, who uh, also wrote, he's, and she's wrote, she wrote uh, Revelations Part 1 Discovery and Survivor, and uh, has numerous other animation credits. This is uh, maybe not her best work. Yeah. This episode is not good. She wrote reality TV sensation Survivor? Uh, no, she wrote, uh, you know, the, uh, the Destiny's, Destiny's Child number one chart-topping hit, Survivor. What? Uh, we're playing our old gags. <laughs> playing the hits. She wrote for Phantom right. 2040? Wow. I didn't think anybody I bothered keep... to write that down. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, we, we delve back into that shot from the pilot of, uh... Going through the abandoned civilizations of Cybertron, and uh, always a good look. Yeah, yeah. and it, we're back in the uh, the Oracle Chamber, and everybody's kind of welcoming Silverbolt back. He's decided to be emo, non emo enough to actually hang out with people again. Uh. And then things get and sad. then everybody's sad again because they remember that uh, Rhinox is dead. Yeah, yeah. Wait there, there's shove your foot in your mouth, Cheetor. Yeah, Cheetor says you have to take the sign down, your... and we don't even have it out at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Cheetor's very oh sorry about your husband Optimus yeah, well, he, he, he says the old gang is finally back together and then there's a pause the camera cuts to Primal and then he just looks really sad he <laughs> well, but, but apart from that Aww. Mrs. Lincoln how was the play <laughs> yeah. alright his husbando and, you know, Silverbolt is not exactly enjoying his welcome back party, but, uh, you know, Black Ragnar assures him, you know, you'll, you'll get used to it. Hmm. Now that we have a moment to breathe, and then in the next shot, my, the BFH plunges tentacles into the planet. Oh, it, yeah. it is going full Legend of the Overseer. <laughs> that was my note say, meanwhile, outside, Yurotsuki Doji. <laughs> Good pronunciation. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so it's it's tentacle assaulting the surface of the planet. Most interesting shot we get, I think, is the one that's kind of a cross section view of the planet with the tentacles going through. Yeah, that was burrowing neat. down. Yeah, and they're just burrowing through like a bunch of graboids. Ah, <laughs> oh, graboids. 
or uh, I don't know, sandworms. Hmm. And they just Other start putting out green energy pulses. And uh, unfortunately, Silverbolt does not walk without rhythm because he attracts the worm. And one of those green energy pulses pulses into him, and then a little spider thing comes out of his back. Yeah, that's weird. We get sure. an explanation for it later, but it it seems like the green energy pulse created that thing, but it, it didn't. It's just an odd Yeah. It just moment. activated it, which seems like a lot... This is a lot to go through to just turn this thing on. Does, don't you have Bluetooth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, with It the, does look like he has one. And with this... this <laughs> it's a spidery-looking thing, or a tick, clamped on the back of his neck, and with the weird pulse and the naughty tentacles, this feels like a tarantulas plot. Yes. It does. Yeah. Wow. Also, yeah, this thing... And then shoots him full of red stuff that makes his eyes glow red and eventually and instantly gives him crazy face. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of crazy face in this episode. Oh yeah, it I wanna give this episode more credit. I mean we did just get running at Dutch angles, so take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> but we also get the animation and the level of detail they go into it to kinda emphasize something is wrong is really good. We get like strange neck movements and out-of-sync blink cycles and weird ticks. Yes. And and Rat Trap prompting Night Scream into doing a high-five, which is how you can tell something is super wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And the high-five is, like, slowed down, so it's the high-five of doom. Yes! (laughs) So as as they're, you know, everything starts shaking and, and they run out... The the first thing I I didn't get the exact wording, but one of them asks if it's Megatron, and I'm like, or or like, what do you think it is? It's like 100 percent of the things caused on this planet right now are Megatron. I mean, do there is no one else here. On, I mean, I don't think Cybertron is geologically active. Yeah, it doesn't. Seem I mean, to me. maybe like Savage could have found one of the uh, Beast Riders. <laughs> And was just riding it through buildings. <laughs> oh, man, it's just but, joyriding Mechatron. Watch that. <laughs> but then I go back to that, and Savage and Noble are still technically Megatron, so... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in short order, everybody is uh, infected via physical contact, except for Optimus. So, yep. would, would this be a good point for me to give a brief history lesson on the Hate Plague? I mean, we, uh, they haven't told us what it is yet, but yeah, let's let's talk about the hate plague, which this clearly is, and we're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, the the hate plague comes from the episode Return of Optimus Prime, uh, which uh, was written by Marv Wolfman, who we've brought up a couple times lately. Uh, it is a something that was apparently found in the heart of a dying star that exploded, and the humans who rescued Optimus Prime from that explosion. Because from from the end of Dark Awakening, the most scarring episode of possibly any 80s cartoon show ever. Uh, so so basically, the important thing is they got a hold of it. They discovered they got a hold of this thing, the spores, and they discovered that it made Transformers somehow turn all red. Actually, it made anything turn all red. Yeah, even like people. Yeah, it made people turn all red, too, and just start... It, it was very 28 days later, uh, where it's, it's, you know, it was, 
The thing I found interesting about this episode was that the original hate plague was very much a sort of zombie metaphor. It was a very zombie sort of story where there were like infected masses that were just moaning and and shouting and they would become very sort of, I mean, they could still talk and they would say jerky things. Uh, but for the most part, they came off as very sort of animalistic in, in the way that zombies tend to be. Uh, but here it's not very much a, a zombie sort of metaphor at all. Uh, I, I will go later into how this was all resolved because I, uh, I feel that that was glossed over quite, quite amusingly in this episode. So what you're saying about it is it is more 28 decacycles later than it is Michael Bay Golden Hour of the Dead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and instead of making these them animalistic, they just become dicks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They just become really mean to each other. Yes. Like, <laughs> in the spirit of that, bad texturing on one of the shots with the metal tentacles. Bad mainframe. Uh-huh. <laughs> that should not have made it into the final cut of this episode. You should have fixed that. I didn't notice it. Yeah, it's yes. kind of blinking, you miss it. <laughs> yeah, so Opt- Optimus, you know, gives them orders on how they're going to deal with this, you know, tentacle problem, and they just tell him to go pound sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. As I, he died and made you King Kong. Yes. <laughs> King Kong. And then Damn he it. calls them surly farm animals? Yes. Yes, he says they're acting like a bunch of surly farm animals. Well, fine. If you're not going to follow my orders, I'm going to go make my own final battle with Megatron. Yeah. With Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he takes off on his own, uh, but this is when Thrust shows up with a bunch of cycle drones. The Baxmals are not particularly well coordinated, and so a stray shot ends up severing a tentacle, which ends up smacking Primal in the face. Which and then another tentacle scoops him up and takes him to the BFH. Kind of lucky when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, better than plummeting to your death. No, I was thinking lucky for Megatron. Oh, lucky for Megatron, yes. Oh, I I knocked him out of the sky and I caught him? Yeah. With the same thing? Really, that's the best possible thing I could have hoped for after having one of my giant tentacles blasted. (laughs) (laughs) So back back on uh, the surface, they're all fighting, they're both with both with each other and with the the drones, and uh, Optimus uh, gets a private audience with uh, Megatron and his Matrix head. <laughs> and he says that you know, you Primal, we just want the same thing, harmony in the creepiest way possible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I just felt like they needed to start singing a cappella. <laughs> and uh, listen, if you like the word harmony, uh, don't drink every time you hear it because you'll die. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they uh, we get a uh, a sort of reca- we get a sort of a rehash of the first episode fight scene where they're in the same tunnels fighting cycle drones. Yeah. yeah. Except this time they're all they can all transform and also they're being super mean to each other. <laughs> and also Silverbolt decides, screw this, I'm going to leave again. <laughs> yes. I noted this as his emo-ness outweighs the hate plague. Basically, (laughs) yeah. Also, at some point, I think Cheetor calls people low-res chip heads. And I'm wondering, like, how you can even be low-res, like, 
out of context of being a computer animated <laughs> projection of oh. some sort. Mm. Like, <laughs> and, and it's, it's not a thing. And also, Thrust is just super amused by all this. Yeah, he's he's. I think at some point he makes a comment about selling tickets, though yeah. I don't know who yeah. he'd sell them to because he, he started gone. talking to his mindless drones because he doesn't have anyone else to talk to now. So no, I mean he'd sad. totally be you know cracking wise with Jetstorm anymore, but now he's just got to talk to himself. Yeah, That's sad. And he's gotten less cool and more wise guy. I think. Yes, like he's like. If this were live action, he'd be played by Joe Pantoliano. Hello? Did I? No. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there was no response to that or if I got cut off. Sorry. No, no I just muted myself. It was, I have no idea who that is. Uh, he was in The Matrix. Joey, Joey Pants. Pants. He's the guy who uh, sells them out to the uh, computer. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh, he's right. in that. He's in, he's in that Daredevil movie. Yeah. Usually playing some manner of Italian huckster. In a hat. <laughs> the same hat. Yes. Oh, Memento. He's in Memento. He's the Memento? guy who's not Guy Pierce. Memento. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this is happening. Primal and Megatron are having an argument about free will versus chaos. Yeah, I'm surprised he's having an argument, because he was pretty clear on what he wanted last episode. I'm not sure why he changed strategies so quickly. Yeah. Well, there's a I different mean, writer this episode. And also, Primal <laughs> doesn't know about the hate plague yet, so he kind of thinks that his... Comrades are just being dicks to each other for no reason. Yeah, fair point. It's because how can you have harmony amidst the chaos of disagreeing minds? So as a as a random side note here, uh, given that the time that this this was all airing and all, there's there's a song that was popular at the time uh, by the band System of a Down called Chop Suey, and I feel that the lyrics very much were appropriate to uh, to Beast Machines Megatron. So if anybody feels like you looking thought he was that lacking up. in makeup. No. <laughs> oh, I can't remember which song it was. I, I felt that he he was frustrated by trying to control disorder. So yeah, there, I can I can see that. I'm trying to remember System of Down lyrics, and all I can remember is all the kombucha mushroom people sitting around all day. No. No, we don't get the mushroom people until next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally. So yeah, the they finally just start fighting each other. The the Maximals. Like they And Thrust is like, oh good, we can stop wasting ammo. Yeah. They'll just kill each other. <laughs> and Cheetor even kind of snaps out of it for a little you know, besides, you know, we need to stop fighting each other. And then Rattrap just hits him in the head with a rock and it's hilarious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not even a big rock. Just a no. little rock. And then he's just Enraged again. <laughs> uh, yeah. While this is going on, Silverbolt is uh, just off on his own and finally realizes that, oh, hey, there's something the size of a tarantula on my back. <laughs> I should maybe take that off. Uh, so Primal leaves Megatron and uh, gets back there, does the old shoulder tap to distract Thrust, and then punches him in the face thing, which I always enjoy. I think he did that to Waspinator once in Beast Wars. I think so. That that seems familiar. It's a very primal move. So he, you know, tells his troops to, you know, quit it. Uh, oh, I also forgot to mention here that uh, Night Scream is doing a uh, an Arrested Development-esque chicken impression. 
<laughs> and Black Arachnia uh, reacts to it like Marty McFly. <laughs> uh. Meanwhile, I think Cheetor gets the best insult directed at Rat Trap that we've had maybe in the entire podcast. Feta breath. Yes. But uh, the the, uh, the Rat Trap gets a pretty good line in as well. Uh, you want a piece of me? I want a lot of pieces. Which, you know, good luck, Rat Trap. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> A line so good that it was taken by the uh, first tra- live-action Transformers movie. Uh, As you uh, Meg- do. Yeah, Megatron says it right before he uh, bisects uh, uh, Jazz. Oh, no, oh, don't remind jazz. me of that. Speaking of uh, Agent Smith, I guess. Uh, yeah. Man. Man. Uh, you ruined the mood. <laughs> Well, it's okay. Now that we've said odd jazz, we can just discard the entire thought of it. And, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to carry these chunks around for a while. I guess I should bury these or something. I don't know what we do. <laughs> we haven't done that much world building. I mean, usually they're just like tiny bits of people left in these movies. I don't know what to do with this whole almost whole guy. <laughs> I mean, we could try putting him back together, but I mean, why would we do that? We're not selling this toy for the next movie anyway. The Pontiac doesn't even sell this anymore, so... Yes. Uh, so yeah, Primal gets there, but then Cheetor promptly kicks him in the chest, and he gets infected. And he gets what I think is the best line of the episode. Oh, yes. That is, forget, the, exactly. se- yes. Yeah. forget the seeds of the future. I'm burying you in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Gary Chuck really sells that. It's great. He really does. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so good. So now they're all fighting, and Silverbolt gets there and tells them, what up? You're all infected with a virus, obviously. God. Come on. This is ridiculous. Obviously. Have you maybe not noticed that all of your eyes are glowing red? <laughs> and from the POV shot we get from Cheetor at one point, that you have like a red spirograph thing running around the outside of your optics. Yeah, like, yeah. did you just think you needed, uh, like, uh, some some of that uh, stuff uh, Ben Stein used to shill? <laughs> yes! Clear eyes. For dry, red, For hateful eyes. red eyes. <laughs> Get clear eyes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they they finally figure out that this is a virus. Rattrap does science things and figures out that it is a... Yeah, this all triggered this thing that was implanted in Silverbolt, I guess, as a failsafe in case the Maximals ever reformatted him, which, you know, good plan, Megatron. Yeah. And it's it has an adrenaline booster, a neocortex suppressor, and a shutoff on the self-diagnostic. And, of course, it is contagious. That's, uh, that all sounds very helpful for something that was found in a sun and also <laughs> infected humans. Yes. I mean, I suppose they said it was a version of the, the ancient hate plague. Yes, and then Night Scream yells at everybody for not knowing what the hate plague is. Yeah. And then Megatron just starts sending waves of energy through the tentacles to just cause earthquakes or something? I don't know. It's an earthquake something machine. Something like that. Who knows? This is, this is a thing I can do now. But hey, Primal has an idea, and they are going to have to work together to reform their neural pathways. That's the only way to destroy the virus and cure us. Uh, and then the rest of my notes are just, this makes no sense. <laughs> so yeah, so true. I would like, this is where I would like to, to speak up again here with the Generation 1 history lesson. Now, when when asked about it, I think it's Rat Trap who says, you know, they, they ask, how do we counter it? Uh, or how do we cure it? And he says, it's, it's impossible. 
The way that you cure it is by opening the Matrix and playing Stan Bush's The Touch. <laughs> this is how it was cured in G1. Presumably, I mean, I could see then that if, you know, the Matrix, you know, I mean, one has to assume at this point that this is in cartoon continuity. Uh, at that point, when he opens the Matrix, it like disperses. So there's no crystal in the Matrix after that. Uh, and then in Rebirth, which is what we watched, he's actually just putting the Matrix casing into Vector Sigma to activate it. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, the Matrix no longer exists after that. Uh, presumably Stan Bush is long dead. Uh, so then, <laughs> you know, short they, of... They, they're not going to pay for a Spotify account. No. So short of any other cure for it having been found since then, yeah, it's impossible to cure. Could the you end. Play dare instead? That might help uh, alleviate the symptoms. Yeah, you would think, but again, Stan Bush is long dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe that was part of the the maximal the records that the maximal elders cut off and hid. We cannot allow this 80, 80s power metal to fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> it's true. We, we just can't, can't let al- the people know they could win if they dare. We just can't <laughs> allow people to get haircuts like this again. No, no. <laughs> Not to mention the damage that could be done if we re- if they harness the power of laser of laser guitars. My God, they might start abusing laser beak. Have you seen what people do to key cars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixing my incarnations, but yes. Uh, so yeah, they the the ground starts falling out beneath them. They all catch each other in a maximal chain. And, yeah, they rewire their neural pathways somehow. Like, thinking good thoughts. So dumb. By making a selfless heroic sacrifice that was ultimately futile except for Optimus's, but he was the least affected. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they save each other, and Megatron just stops making earthquakes for some reason. Yeah, you know. Use that earthquake juice. I don't know. You ran out. Well, actually, we do get kind of a reveal that the point wasn't to try to kill them all, but was to try to bring Primal around to his point of view. Yes. And Primal thinks, hey, maybe Megatron is right. Said, Could it be that Megatron is right after all? No! No, he's... God damn it, Primal. Come on. It could be. Almost, you know. If Tankor was still around. Yes. And then we, get it, we end with a big Megatron laugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this episode, this yeah. is <laughs> this is not a good episode. No, well, no, no. I, I have the least amount of notes for this episode for any episode we've ever done. So, I mean, I like the Me- the Maxwells being hilarious assholes to each other because it's hilarious. But that's yeah. really all this episode's got going for it. Pretty much. And, all, and again, the the animation is top notch with the facial expressions and the, the constant crazy face. But it, it's like all A plot with no B plot. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's hard to have a B plot when everybody's just hate plaguing it up. Yeah, I. I mean, I felt like the the Maxwells fighting with each other were, was one plot, and then Primal and Megatron talking were the other plot. But that didn't really neither get of a them were very strong. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, I, I don't know that we ever follow up on Primal's moment of doubt here. Mm, oh, that's disappointing. Maybe at the end. Mm. Uh, I mean, 
the last argu- the last episode is basically one giant philosophical argument that's also a giant robot fight. Mm. So we've got that to look forward to. I'll have to see if it comes up there, as I've forgotten so much of this series. Mm. But uh, yeah, that is A Wolf in the Fold. It's it's kind of a skippable episode. Yeah. It, I, it's right between think... two new character introduction episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's entirely skippable. I, I'm not sure I'd go as far as to say it's outright bad, but uh, it's there. Yeah. It's there, and it could be better. Yes. But, uh, you know, we will be back next week, and uh, be sure to find us all over the internet. We are on Facebook, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Twitter, and uh, you can get us on iTunes. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon to support this and our news podcast, Iacon Underground Radio. That is at patreon.com slash Underground. And if... Uh, if you have a, uh, if you have ever rewired your own neural pathways, then please write in and tell us about it at the Maxim Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. So join us next time when we'll be digging into a little home soil. And uh, if memory serves, this is a good episode. So take heart, uh, machine <laughs> heads. Yay! Huzzah! So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alice. And I am the Flatwoods Monster. (laughs) Wait, what? I'll explain next time. You'll see. I'll explain next time. You'll see. Okay. I, I am curious. Yes, we'll Black? see a Transformer unlike any we've ever seen before. <laughs> yep. Yes! <laughs> I, I explained the Flatwoods monster last time. Next episode, things are getting weird. It's the weird alien that... Yes, oh, right, 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 right. It's right, right. Yeah, did... <laughs> I'll probably use, incorporate some X-Files music or something when we get to that, maybe. Ooh, well, I'll, I'll be sure to put up some stuff on the Facebook page. Yeah, there's there's got to be like some stupid UFO thingy I can find online to watch about it and re- remind myself. Uh, All right, well, good uh, good pair of episodes there, yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, uh, the second one's really short. Oh, did my first episode actually upload, Alex? Yes. Let me check. No. Oh, and I actually I actually do remember Chop Suey, but my only association with it is Evangelium.